0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tradies, a podcast brought to you from myself, host Monique Dralovac, bricklayer and owner of mjbricklaying.co. I have created this podcast to motivate, inspire and educate, bring you to a choice of topics from inside the construction industry, women in trades, mental health and wellness, along with a bit of fun. So guys, before we do start today's episode, I did want to apologise for the lack of quality of this episode. I have been recording in a different location here in Brisbane and the microphones have let me down in today's episode, but I'm hoping that I can fix them for next one and it will be good and up and running next time. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today I have with me Zach from Inspired Health Services which they are located in Brisbane. I've asked Zach to join me on the podcast today because I know a lot of you guys have been asking me for a while to bring a lot more about the physical health and impact of what a physical trade can do to your body. So welcome Zach and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So Zach you want to just start off start by telling us a little bit about yourself
1: yeah sure so um, I'm an exercise physiologist by trade and I'm one of the owners of inspire health services uh, we're an allied health company we've been in Brisbane for it'd be just over 10 years now uh, since the company started and now kind of we started as a small mobile allied health company and it's kind of morphed into what it is today and we've got three separate locations at Albion Albion West End and Newmarket and give or take 50 staff Uh, working across physiotherapy exercise rehab sport performance and dietetics and massage as well so um, yeah it's been a big 10 years but it's been um, been a good journey kind of my background uh, kind of how I got into it I was like most people to be honest in our industry the background story usually involves some form of interest in sport then there's an injury along the way and you know you get exposed to what injury rehab looks like and that usually sparks the interest but I suppose The thing that really got me interested in it is you know unfortunately from personal circumstance my mum's got ms and she's you know right at the back end of ms and for lack of better term at home we have three carers 24 7 to look after and i suppose going through the process of watching the the care that she that she had i mean i'm probably biased you always think your family deserves better care but i just feel like the the integrated model of care wasn't as smooth as it should be and you know I, i don't think it was as effective as it could have been knowing that there's limitations on its effectiveness so that kind of sparked my interest to be involved with the company and you know be lucky enough to now be one of the owners of the company which is trying to write that r- wrong for lack of a better term the, the idea of putting a bunch of health professionals under one roof that can help people the right way improve their health from more of a longevity perspective is something that we're really passionate about and that's kind of how we got rolling and it's kind of where we are now.
0: Mm. What age was, um, were you when your mom got diagnosed with MS?
1: I think I would have been about probably 13, 14 when mum knew. I don't think we found out about it till I was probably 15, 16 because, mm. you know, it's, a, it's one of those diseases where you only find out when there's nothing else left to diagnose. It's not really well diagnosed as a disease, if that makes sense. So um, I would have been probably 15, 16. My sister would have been 10 and 11. And that was kind of the start of, um, I suppose, an unfortunate journey for mm. the last two decades of time, yeah.
0: I really wanted to um, join, get you to join me on the episode because I want to talk about the importance of physical health um, with tradies and how we can actually prevent, like, I guess, long term yeah, on the body. Um, so with your time with being a uh, exercise, exercise physician, yeah. um, what are some common problems that you see in the general tradie and how can it impact their overall health?
1: Uh, look, I think there's 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 lots of different things that we see. Like, um, you know, uh, I come from a football background, so I think I'm one of the one of my only mates that isn't a tradie to be quite honest. So I'm kind of watching the evolution of what working in trades can do to your body over a sustained period of time. And obviously you've got the normal physical injuries that tend to pop up. There's a lot of shoulders. There's a lot of necks. There's a lot of lower backs. And, you know, generally it's to a degree, it can be categorized broadly into the, the field that, that, that each person actually works in. So I've got the musculoskeletal issues, but I think a big underlooked issue uh, that I actually think is more damaging long-term is more the cardiovascular factors that affect health long-term. So you know the the nutrition control, the hydration, the the effects that you know getting it wrong over a sustained period of time can have on blood pressure, heart rate, um, all the factors that actually contribute to long term longevity, if that makes sense. And yep. I, I think that's overlooked a lot. Like obviously the physical injury stuff is very easy to talk about because when your back's crook, your back's crook, you can't work. Yeah. You need to get back on this job site to make money, right? That makes sense. Yeah. But a lot of the a lot of the things that we're passionate about talking about, you don't see the effects of it until 10 years goes by 20 years goes by 30 years go by and you know health can be one of the most challenging demographics to get across to um a lot of different types of people or one of the most challenging things to talk about because health is generally something that doesn't have an immediate consequence Mm. like the reality is i can i can leave this interview if i want and stop at kfc on the way home the reality is there's no short-term consequence of that i don't i don't see a here and now problem if that makes sense it's not until i do that for a sustained period of time that all of a sudden i wake up one day and something doesn't feel great. I feel lightheaded all of a sudden the heart heart skips a beat when I'm walking and something doesn't feel great. So there's all the physical stuff, but I think a lot of the conversation that we miss is more the markers that actually lead to long-term health because we see way too many people in our clinics and this is not just trades, this is just in general who absolutely bust their ass for a a decade, two decades, three decades to set themselves up and their families financially only then to have to donate that money back to try to get their physical health back to try and enjoy that period of time. With their family, and don't get me wrong, it's hard. I'm not. I'm not sitting here as a as a health expert expert telling everybody that this is an easy fix. There's lots of different factors that you have to consider, but it just doesn't have to be that way. And yeah. I think I think that's the point. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, we we work so hard, and and so many so many guys and girls bust their ass to provide for their families, only to when it gets to the stage of where they should enjoy the spoils, for lack of a better term their knees won't hold up their back won't hold up they're stuck sitting in the chair when the grandkids are running around because their body just can't keep up mm. with with that and i think you know the conversation is really important because we're talking about stuff 20 years from now we're not talking about stuff two days from now yeah. and it's 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 not always front of mind if you don't know those consequences mm. so yeah uh, the physical stuff's there don't get me wrong but there's also the whole discussion around health yeah and i think they're too separate categories if yeah, that makes sense yeah it definitely
0: sense. is and that's the thing like everyone thinks like oh my back's sore I'm going to go to the chiropractor mm. but it's like I've worked with so many tradies now for over five years and I see that, like I see what they eat for lunch like mm. I'll have like my salad or my wraps and stuff like everything's always pretty much homemade um, but then you'll occasionally get well like actually all the time I've worked on job sites where the boys literally get macas every single day for lunch yeah, yeah absolutely. 43 yeah. degrees in Perth, and they're eating macas. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. like, I look at them, and I'm like, oh. And then they complain like they're feeling sluggish in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse than putting that into my body when you're working, especially in such big heat. um And yeah, and it, it is. It's so bad, and like you don't think about like all the oils and chemicals that you're putting yeah, into your body. Yeah, correct. And yeah. that is what like I guess i'm um, there's like a lot of studies now with like prevention of like muscles and everything because you're eating so much of that stuff. Yeah,
1: correct. Like it, it's it's not exactly the same, but the reality is like, if you're going to compare it to anything, most trades, because of the such, the heavy physical nature of trades, you're not talking about too far removed, a similar conversation to that of the life of an athlete. Like at the end of the day, your body is how you make your money. Um, your hands is how you make your money. A lot of the time, it's no different to say, let's talk about the high end athlete. Like their body is their money maker. This is, how they ma- this is how they pay the bills. The more they can produce, AKA the healthier they are, the more they can perform, generally speaking, the the more money they make. It's no different in a trade scenario that if you're still hands on on the tools, generally speaking, your output will usually link some in some way, shape, and form to your income. But your output is only relative to how much you can physically sustain over a period of time. Um, poor nutrition, poor sleep quality, all these kind of things that they can't always be avoided. That's also a really important thing to talk about. Like I, I listen to a lot of you know podcast style information, and the information is always pitched, in my opinion, in a very impractical way. Like you can't always sleep nine hours every single yeah. night and you're not going to die if you don't sleep nine hours every night like there's plenty of people that listen to this podcast that probably haven't had nine hours sleep in the best part yeah. of 20 years they're going okay but the point is understanding what the lack of sleep will then do from a behavioral point of view can help with decision making moving yep. forward you know we know that if we don't get the right amount of sleep for example we know that physical recovery is impaired because generally speaking if we don't sleep for at least a seven to nine hour window and ideally between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. being your real sweet spot. Generally speaking, there's a diminished return of growth hormone circulating in the body and everyone everyone produces growth hormone. It's how the body recovers after a tough day at work in this situation or at the gym if you have a big training session. It's why you can't, there's no such thing as better recovery than sleep. So, mm. you know, for all the benefits of your ice baths and everything like that, that'll, that'll make you feel good, they don't. they don't come close. To what a good sleep will do for recovering your body but then there's the secondary effects of that so we might wake up and a poor sleep we still feel pretty sore so we have to be aware of that but then there's the effects on appetite with sleep as well right generally speaking if we don't get the right amount of sleep there's two hormones called leptin and ghrelin which effectively in a real simple terms one hormone tells me i'm hungry the other tells me i'm full that dynamic gets completely shot to shit for lack of a better term and my body tells me i'm really hungry and it doesn't tell me i'm full and it tells me i'm really hungry for the shitty carbs for lack of a better term yeah. you real fast acting carbs hence the the run to macas. hence the stop at the smoko because your body's just telling you that it needs something now yeah. knowing that doesn't mean that you know the solution but knowing that can also help create awareness around the fact that hang on do i really should i really go down this route or is this just the natural consequence of not sleeping the night before mm. there's there's so many different lessons that you can learn over time to not even make big changes but make small changes that can have really big health implications and I think the key is like we're talking about health not fitness I think that's also a bit of a derivative to split down the middle because there's a lot of guys that don't get me wrong you can be healthy and be moderately fit just because you're insanely fit pending on the type of fitness we're talking about it doesn't always mean that you're healthy yeah because they are two slightly separate markers now I'm, I'm not just to be clear I'm definitely not in the body in the in the camp of you know, I'll be honest, I'm not the health at all sizes type practitioner. Like I believe there are very much um, health markers that are very critical when it comes to longevity. And I think things like body composition matter. I think things like your blood pressure matter. I think things like, uh, we know that circumference in certain areas of the body matter because when circumference measures are high, there's extra pressure placed on organs, which places extra pressure um, on the body as a whole. So, you know, Not everyone has to be a fitness freak is also the other end Mm. of the conversation, right? Like we've got to find the happy medium balance and it means something different to everybody. But um, I think it's really important to differentiate. You can make small changes that really impact your health really well, but then fitness is a bit of a separate conversation because obviously fitness is a more dedicated pursuit. You know, you you train yourself regularly. Mm -hmm. It's a a very dedicated pursuit. You have, you've got your program, you've got your time, you've got your, like, we're talking about two slightly separate things, but at the same time, those that tend to be fitter also tend to have better health scores at the same time. So I think it's just important to separate that conversation because I think a lot of people have kind of the zero to a hundred mentality where... Culture's been kind of shot a little bit on this over the last period of time and it's just starting to change, which is great. But I grew up in the Biggest Loser era where that was everyone's mainstream service of information about health. The idea that if you weren't throwing up after every single session, you hadn't exercised properly. If you weren't trying to live off a cheese block for the entirety of your day, you were cheating on your diet and all this kind of stuff. And I think it's only really been over the last, I'd say the last five years, I'm starting to see a really big shift. And I think social media is actually playing a real positive Mm -hmm. role in that regard because there is a lot more wellness information getting out there and I think it's really shifting the dynamic which I think is a really good thing I, I think it's really positive um, mm-hmm. and I think that opens up the conversation to probably a demographic of people that wouldn't have engaged in the conversation prior when the only kind of public information out there was that biggest loser style perception of what health and wellness was Yeah, you know so um, uh, yeah I, I just think it's a really it's a really good thing that's that, that's happening but um it's it's gonna mean different things to every to different people as well.
0: That's the thing, like there's so much out there on the market at the moment that people are getting so confused with what you yeah. should and shouldn't do. And when you were like talking about the um working so hard and then like it increases your hunger, especially if you're not sleeping as well mm. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I've pretty much like played with everything with my yeah. body over the last like five years, especially yeah. since I started bricklaying, because I feel like the first couple months in bricklaying, I was just naturally like keeping fit and like losing a little, I wasn't saying lose a little weight, but I was like maintaining my weight quite well. But then it started to get to the point where I was really, I started to go back to the gym Mm. and then I was, you know, getting stronger at work and, you know, I started being able to push barriers a lot easier Mm. And that's because I was building so much more muscle. But then I would find that I wasn't eating properly at all during the day. Like this is like, I was still fasting. I would never yeah, eat yeah, breakfast. Yeah. I would eat something really small at work. And then I'd be getting Maccas half the time on the way home. Cause I'm so hungry and yeah. I can't wait to get home. So I have to get something on the way. Yep. And then like all I wanted was carbs and like sugar and yeah. like, you know, something quick and easy where like, there's so much more to it than yeah. Then just keeping fit and like, yeah, yeah
1: it, it, it's different for everybody, mate. Like, I think one of the keys to everyone as an individual is you've got to find what's probably two things. You have to find what's individually appropriate for you, Mm. but you also have to find what's practical. I think that's the biggest thing out of the whole lot. Like, I think practicality is so missed when people talk about health, fitness, wellness. You know, people talk about best practice and the research says this and the research says that. At the end of the day, what's best for you is what is repeatable over a sustained period of time. It doesn't matter. And take this with a grain of salt in the way that it's said. It doesn't really matter what it actually is as long as it's a positive step forward and you can repeat it day in day out on your worst day not your best day that's yeah. the key that's the key to everything yeah. then it's a big step forward and for, for everybody that that's different for, for some people it starts as simple as you know get your three to five six liters of water pending your body weight like we've got mass math, math, math sums that figure it out but figure out what your water consumption is just stay hydrated for a week
0: Mm, hydration is such. Just, a just one. try to stay hydrated for a week. Like it's hard
1: enough on a job site as it is. Especially, yep. like the Queensland weather at the moment is disgusting. So yep. the, the humidity is through the roof. So start by just staying hydrated. If nothing else, you'll feel significantly better. Your brain operates significantly better. Your muscle recovers better because there's greater water retention.
0: Mm. Metabolism works better. Yeah, 100. <laughs> every,
1: everything. Your digestion yeah, works better. Everything exactly pumps it. better yep. with hydration. Like if that's your starting point, that's your starting point. Do that. Until Focus that's that. a consistent, repeatable, easy okay. habit that you don't have to think about, then add another thing on top of it. And as I said, everyone's going to be different. It's going to be an individual discussion with every person, but the key to the whole thing is practicality. Um, I think depending on you know how you do your life and it's not just job though, you've then got to factor in like where does family sit in this depending on what your family situation is. Um, have you got kids? Have you not got kids? Because that obviously affects it. Are you in a relationship? Are you not in a relationship? That affects the amount of time and available, just mm. available resource allocation you have. You know, We have people that... Um, you know, uh, co-parenting at the same block. Like we have all these different scenarios that they play into how this all works with individuals as well. And I think because of it, taking away the message that this is the perfect way to be healthy, I think is really important because the idea is the perfect way to be healthy is with your set of circumstances. What can we start with? Yeah. And then we'll figure out how to build past that point. And, and I think it's really important that people understand that, like, when you start, you're not going to start at the perfect point. If, if, you, if you're aiming for perfection, nine times out of ten, you're going to be very disappointed. And I think it's a repetitive disheartening cycle that a lot of people go through where they, they they look at what's perfect, they set themselves for what's perfect. Generally speaking, they struggle to get more than a week through it because there's a lack of practicality around perfect versus life circumstances. Yeah. So I think it's important that, we, we, that when we work with people, our job is to find what is the, the most that we can do on our worst day that we can repeat regularly. And until that becomes an ingrained habit, let's not add anything else to it. Yeah. once you can drink water like you breathe there then let's add the next layer and add the next layer and part of that process is also you as a as an individual starting to learn how do you actually do this how do you make this work because mm. it's again it is different for everybody yeah. so yeah there's 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 a lot that goes into it it's not as simple as as people think and yeah. you know <laughs> there's a lot of factors that i just don't think people consider either
0: yeah and yeah, there's so much more than just like you're thinking like there's body pains, like it yeah, all comes down, especially the food as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like the, the physical side of things is actually generally a pretty simple solution. Yep. Like like the body within reason, you know, it's like any job. Once you've done it for a long enough period of time, there's patterns that exist in the body everywhere. Mm-hmm. So when the body presents like A, that means the solution is B because this muscle does this, this does that, the joint mm-hmm. this, like it, it's actually quite simple, the solution when it comes to the physical nature of it, which is why we generally get guys come in at the consequence stage of ACAT okay, can't work anymore or it's yep. starting to impact work, can we just sort this out? That's actually a really easy fix. The, the long-term solution that we try to get across to people is instead of letting there be a consequence that leads to you having to take action, why don't we fix the consequence so that there's no problem anymore? But have you considered that maybe the solution here is to not end up in the same position, yep. rather than just this repetitive cycle of every six months I come back or every three yep. months I come back because my back's good, but then I don't condition it properly. I don't know how to look after it properly. I go back on the job site it starts good because i'm on reduced duties then all of a sudden i ramp it back up mm. and you know welcome to the cycle of yep. people walking back in the door
0: yeah and i think that's like why i wanted to like get you on here today as well as and kind of explain that a bit and mm. then it's yeah it's just literally the it's the it's what you take home you actually do as well so like yeah you might walk into like a physio or a chiropractor and like get your back cracked mm. but then it's if you go back to the job the next day and you're not bending with your knees like your back's Yeah, correct. Yeah, like you end up wearing, in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, like you're giving them exercises to do they need to do them. And I feel like that's just one thing that like is very lazy with a lot of people is that mm. people aren't, like they walk out and they're like, oh yeah, I'm better. But they're not doing these exercises to prevent the long-term. Yeah, and I, th- I think
1: that's just that long-term perspective again, like is the only thing that I can put it down to because mm. you know, there's the perception of you know when someone's injured, it's like, what's, what's the fix? Well, <sighs> there's a short-term symptom relief but the fix is learning how to manage this for the rest of your life because once I, once I injure any area of the body wants, and this is true with almost every uh, bit of research that we can find the the greatest predictor of injury in any human being is past injury okay if you've hurt your back before it makes logical sense that you're always going to be at risk to a back injury because you have a, now have a pre-existing injury therefore the area is always slightly weaker compared to say someone who hasn't hurt their back does that make sense yeah yeah so generally speaking that there is no fix in the way of short-term. There has to be a long-term, how do I manage this? Especially if I intend to go back into the same environment and operate at a high level, whether that be high volume, high frequency, you know, getting through high workloads in terrible conditions, tough conditions, it's raining, it's not... Like, there's a lot of thought that has to go into how do I actually maintain this long-term because it'll come back. It always comes back because the environment and the movement that led to the issue... Unless there's a circuit breaker, then you'll end up in the same spot again. But yeah. the circuit breaker can't be, let me go back on site and if I run my own business, go to all my clients and all of a sudden tell them, hey, I'm going to take twice as long to do everything now because I'm worried I'm, I'm looking after my back. Yeah. Your clients walk out the door. You're hardly going to walk up to your boss the next day and sit there and go, well, I've decided I'm going to slow down with the way that I do work because I just I'm just a little bit worried about my back. Like that's the reality is that's just not going to happen. The circuit breaker isn't always a work-related thing. A circuit breaker is what are you doing from a training and a health perspective to maintain your physical condition to be able to go to work and perform? No different to if I'm a sports player on the weekends. If I want to be better at what I do or I want to be able to continue what I do with injury, well, what are you doing off the field to manage that injury? Because the reality is if the sport created the injury and you're doing nothing different, like why would we think that anything's going to change? That old adage of, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes um and the one thing you can very rarely change is work conditions because yeah. the work's got to get done the job's got to get done whatever the job is there's a due date there's a fixed date there's promises that have been made the job's got to get done yeah. so that cuts so that's very rarely a variable that can be changed but the variable that we can change is what, what are we doing outside of and usually the one thing that works to help people understand that outside of is to make sure that we we connect the long-term vision to something bigger than just work I think that's a really important thing. Like when we talk about long-term family, we talk about long-term personal interests. You talk about like what does your health actually mean to you mm. in the context of not now, 10 years, yeah. 20 years, 30 years, because whatever that problem is, welcome to your limiting factor, unless there's a circuit breaker, the circuit breaker being how you now go about constructing this part of your life so that it suits the rest of your life, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, it does. I think that the younger generation like, is definitely becoming more wary of it now because you mm. see all like there's older generation everyone's like i don't want to be like that mm. but i feel like that's what's stopping a lot of kids now from getting into trades so this is something we're seeing a lot lately yep is that kids aren't wanting to get into trades anymore like yep. no one's really interested because they see all the problems that's had on like their parents or you know uncles like friends family mm. they're seeing like the long-term jeopardy of what it's done to them but that's because they didn't have the information that we have these Absolute, days and they absolutely. haven't taken care when they're young so what i guess is something like something that you can some advice that you can give to someone that is looking at getting into a trade, but they're too scared to, because they'd rather sit at home, because they don't want to hurt their back on the yep. tools or something. So, mate,
1: you're you're as likely to hurt your back walking down the street bending over as mm. anything. Like the the reality is, it's no different. Every single job that you'll do within reason will have its. You could put any job in front of me, and we could run through the thousands of clients that we've seen over the last decade and rattle off a bunch of this is what happens to your body when you don't look after your body. That doesn't matter if you sit at a desk for 14 hours a day, whether you're out in a job site for 14 hours a day. doesn't matter what you do. If you do anything for a sustained period of time, there's a consequence that has to happen on your body because it's repetition, right? Most, most jobs are repetitive. We do the same thing within reason every single day or across the week. There's a lot of similarities around what we do. Whenever there's repetition, there are physical consequences to mm-hmm. that because generally speaking, the physical consequence is nothing more than the compensation pattern that occurs when I use a specific group of muscles repetitively and then i don't balance it out with the opposing group of muscles right it would be no different to if i walked into a gym and did lat pull down for six months straight nothing else then scratch my head and go jesus why is my neck sore why is my shoulder sore well mate there's x amount of other muscles you could be training and you're training one muscle How did you think it was going to go yeah so the trades itself like don't get me wrong there's a lot more there's a lot more injury risk in trades it is a physical job but at the same time as long as you're clear, and as long as you have the right information around, this is how you should go about looking after your body as young as you can. Like, go for it. Why wouldn't you? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna take that approach, like every single thing you do is gonna have risk. If the trade if a trades if trades where you see your career at, if that's if that's if that's who you are like don't worry about the risk just learn how to manage the risk because there's there's risk in everything yeah there is you know and it's a rabbit hole once you start going down that pathway of i don't want to do this because this might happen like where does that stop you may as well sit in your room and do nothing for the rest of your life because there's risk in everything
0: Mm. and i guess if you are so worried about your body and like you do want to find out more information as to how you can prevent your body by looking even in just a new career in general Mm. there's always physios like yourself to go have a referral to or go have a try it like a meeting with, that was the yeah. word, um, before you get into the trade. Like, look, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, what are your rec- recommendations on me keeping my body fit before I enter the trade?
1: Yeah, and what we've found over the last, last three years, actually, we, we've had certain tra- tra- trade training schools reach out to us and we've started doing a little bit more presentations around general health as opposed to you know your IHNS your, your style occupational lifting and all that stuff that everyone has to do. Like we have seen that there has been an increased interest in, in, in that area with trying to, I suppose, get to guys while they're really young, get to girls while they're really young and try to create more awareness as early as possible. Because at the end of the day, the, early, the earlier awareness is created, the higher chance that there might be appropriate action taken. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we have noticed that there, there is this shift towards trying to get the information to people earlier. Uh, and, and to be honest that's all you can do provide information provide resources and you know provide the availability for information and the availability for action and if people choose to take it up they take it up but you know you, you can't make people do anything you know free will is a, a funny old thing you get to choose what to do every day our job is just to provide the information hopefully provide the information in the way that um people that hear the information uh, think a little bit maybe reflect a little bit and uh, if it's the right information, them make a decision that hopefully has a, a long-lasting effect on you know, how they live their life, not just their career, but how they live their life yep. until they've had enough.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the most common types of injuries that traders are prone to?
1: Uh, yeah, backs are shot 24-7. Yeah. Low, mm-hmm. It's lower back, lower back central. Um, depending on the type of trade, like we, Depending on the type of trade, uh, shoulders tend to go pretty readily. And yep. Yep. If, if a shoulder's going to go, usually a shoulder is associated to the neck. So we usually, like if I went two areas, like back and next, just cop an absolute pasting depending on the type of trade um, that, that, that the individual's in. So I'd say they're probably our two most frequent areas that we would treat.
0: Yep. Um, why is maintaining good physical health critical, uh, cru- crucial <laughs> to individuals working in trades?
1: I think the short answer is longevity. Like everyone's got a career vision for them, for themselves. Um whether that's on the tools for a sustained period of time. I know like, like most places, most people at some stage usually, usually have a vision where they might not want to be on the tools full time for yeah. a sustained period of time. But it doesn't matter what you want to do without your health, you're not going to be able to keep up. Like we live in a very different world now. Uh, the financial market's very different. Mm. Uh, how hard you got to work for the same dollar that you worked for five years ago is significantly uh, you know, yeah. increased. Inflation's not going anywhere. Interest rates aren't going anywhere anytime soon. If anything, they should get worse if the projections you know, continue the way that they are. So yeah, I I th- there, there isn't much, I just look at it very simply. and I don't think this is a trade related thing. I think this is an everyone related yeah. thing. I don't think you have a choice, but to be healthy because without high levels of energy, high levels of enthusiasm and the ability to you know, work in a productive manner for a, a sustained period of time. I just don't know what you do over the next 10, 20 years. Cause life's expensive. It's getting more expensive um, without that level of energy that level of mental clarity and without feeling good uh, very rarely do people who don't feel good produce good work for a sustained period of time. Mm. Maybe for small periods of time, but a sustained period of time, absolutely no way. So uh, I think why should people be healthy? Um, I think your quality of life depends on it and more than just okay. your physical quality of life. I think your your financial quality of life really depends on it. And obviously, then if you then look at you know uh, if you've got a family, like you're providing for a family, then their quality of life depends mm. on it as well. So I think it's a much bigger conversation than just should I stay fit for my job? I think, no, I think you should stay fit for your life. Cause I yeah. think this, this is a necessity now. Go on to the days where we see people that are, you know, very, very unhealthy, um, very, very successful. Um, yeah. there's a lot, there's a oh, lot, yeah, for sure. you know, health is a, a, is the central pillar to a lot of people who are very successful in a lot of industries these days, regardless, because what we know is when we're healthy, we're more mentally switched on, uh, yeah. We're more, uh, for lack of a better term, our mood is much more consistent, which means we tend to make better critical decision-making yeah. processes. Um, we tend to communicate better. We tend to be able to go for longer. We can just get more done. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to get a lot of work done.
0: Yeah. And I think when it comes back to like um, when you have families and everything, you can't just think about like, you know, you have a family to cater for, especially when it comes to like working for money and everything. Mm. You need to remember that you have you have given them a life. Like, mm. you know, you have to be there for them. So you can't... Because I've met a lot of tradies as well. They're like, oh, I'm only here for my family. And it's mm. like, no, you need to be here for yourself for your family as well. So if yeah. you, as long as you show up for yourself first, you can't show up for your family because... You
1: know? Yeah, it, look, this this might this might this might be a tough comment, but I, I mean, I've had to probably have this conversation with myself a few times because you know, when you grow a business, it hurts. Like it's, yeah, it, it takes it hours and hours and hours, and you go through good periods, and you get a bit ahead of yourself, and you get your butt kicked, and realize you're not as good as you think you are, and you have to <laughs> go back to square one. And yep. there, there's the journey that comes with it. Um, you know, uh, I've got a 15 month old now, um, so my life's changed a lot over the last kind of two three years, and it's probably made me reflect a little bit on the idea that you know. I do fundamentally believe now that working hard is not enough. It's working X amount of hours a day, but then you have to contribute when you get home Mm. is my honest opinion. Um, I think you have to be an active member of being at home because what's the point in doing it all if you're not an active part of the thing that you're supposed to do it for? And and I've probably had to have that conversation with myself a few times to realize that are you really doing it for your family if you can't show up at home? If you don't have the energy when you get home, Mm. are you really doing it for your family? Because are they really getting the best out of you? Um, you know, they may get, you, they, you may be able to pay the bills, but what's the quality of life like when you get home? You yeah, know? that's
0: exactly it. Cause if you're burning yourself out so much during the day, when you get home, if you're so exhausted and just want to go straight to bed, like what yeah, absolutely. is that
1: doing? Absolutely. And that's not life. no, it's not, it's not. Um, and I get, that's a really hard conversation it is. To, to have. It's a super hard conversation to have. Um, Cause everyone's doing their best. Like no one's not doing their best. Mm. Absolutely. And everyone's busting their ass to do their best. But you know, sometimes sometimes, sometimes you have to have the uncomfortable conversation um, to recognise that if you put your health in the basket like how important is health well if we're talking about in the context of a family personally I just look at my family now as a well if it, how, is, how important are you to them if that makes sense because if I'm, the, if I'm the one who's providing or you know if I'm the one who is the leader of my household well you know the leader doesn't get home and go to bed the leader has to get home step in help assist make sure mom's looked after make sure you know bubs looked after and everyone has different roles in their household but i think you've got to have you've got to have your health together because i think you'll regret it i'm sure you regret it like i'm not old enough to talk about do you regret it on the other side of not spending time (laughs) with your kids like i'm only at the start line so you know there could be people on this podcast going he doesn't know what he's talking about maybe i don't but i just i just know personally with my value system if i was to get it right the way that i think i'm going to be able to get it right and grow the business the way that i want to. i'm fairly sure i'll regret it if i look back and there's 12 13 years of i don't remember being in one photo i don't remember being in one day you know the between monday to saturday i was at work i'd leave it i leave at four in the morning i get home at eight at night nine at night he's asleep at both ends of like i just think i'll regret it Mm. um so the times when i am at home because i'm a quality over quantity believer um i need to have energy i've got to be able to i've got to be able to contribute i've got to be able to play and after 12 hours 13 hours um Yeah, it's challenging, you know, and and our job is more mental than physical. So I can imagine if then you throw the physical layer on top of that, there's a lot of people that are going home feeling a lot more tired than I am every day. I'm very acutely aware of that. Mm -hmm. But I just think that there's a point where you regret it. Yeah. If you don't consider it, as a young dad anyway.
0: Yeah. And this is like, I guess, leading to my next question as well, which we've kind of briefly discussed, but it's like, how is important is it to practice um, self-care every single day? Like, it, it is as simple as waking up and just doing a bit of meditation in the morning, going for like a light... Walk before work. Just like being with yourself as well, taking time out of your day, yeah. even if it is five minutes, like yeah. something so simple, like just to connect with yourself.
1: Yep. Yeah. Look, uh, I think it's important you take time every day for yourself, but I think it's also important to realise you're allowed to figure out what that is as well, because that's that's different for everybody. Like, it is. You know, I've got I've got mates that uh, their version of time for himself is they'll go for a run for an hour or two hours. Yep. Like that's that's their version. Some people go to the gym. That's mm. their version. Some people just like to sit in silence. You know, mm, the, the, the,
0: there's actually a really good one
1: still as yeah, well there's no, there's no right or wrong answer to this but there, I think there is a really important aspect of yep, taking time out to yourself and I think the key to that is um, reflection I think it's the key to everything like some people will use journals or things like that personally It's not my vibe but I think I, spend, I like to spend a good period of time during the day or after the day just reflecting on the day just collecting my thoughts um, to as best as I can create almost like a separation of you know when it's time to be present at home have I actually processed everything that I need to process for the day to make sure that I'm clear? Yeah. So I think it's very important that people do something for themselves and their health every single day. Um, what that is, I think that's part of the journey. It that's is. That's part of the figuring out what works for you because what works for you won't work for me, won't work for the next person. You know, we're, we're all individuals.
0: Yeah, and it is. It's a. It takes a long time to figure out what it is, and then like by doing like reflection every single day, that's like you might come home happy every single day, but then there's like one day that you come home angry. And then like, if you take the time to reflect at night and be like, okay, what is so simple that has changed my mood today? And it's literally just like literally years, like it's taken a long time. Yeah. It's just slowly like building up awareness and being like, okay, like what is it? Like, it might just be something simple as like the traffic was bad. Yeah, okay. Ab- yeah, like, absolutely. Can we do something about that? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like- absolutely. I think
1: awareness, awareness is generally the starting point for everything. Yeah. It's not the solution, but it's no. the starting point without it. It's very hard to do anything. Yeah. Um, generally without your own level of awareness very rarely will anyone else ever be able to create a proper level of awareness for you because part of the whole idea of reflecting and finding your own level of awareness is the acceptance that whatever the thing is it's the thing if Mm, that makes sense and until you accept that it's something that you need to health is a big one until you sit there and make the decision you had that no i actually need to do this and this is why i need to do this and i've got to do this for me there's no point in engaging anything in my opinion because you can sit in front of whoever you want and they can tell you why you have to do it but man, when was the last time someone else telling you to do something ever properly worked? Yeah, you work? have to believe it. You have to, you have to make that decision yourself, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, so I guess another question I had before we were to start wrapping things up was yep. the, how does the physical health correlate with the mental health and wellbeing? Which yep. we have touched on quite a lot already. Yeah,
1: look, generally there's, there's lots of different ways to talk about it, but what we do know is when people are improving their physical capability, generally speaking, uh, a lot of, I'll just call them mental health or emotional markers tend to improve significantly. We know that uh, with appropriate exercise, we know that with appropriate training and nutrition, we know we can have positive impacts on the hormones like dopamine. We know we can have positive impact on hormones like serotonin. We know endorphins obviously kick in quite hard uh, when we're training, it's that feel good rush we get at the end of a training session Uh, and we know in the right environments with the right social settings we can naturally boost oxytocin as well which the concoction of those four hormones really simply has a very very positive net score on every cardiovascular disease health marker that we come across and we know that when we're not healthy generally we we sit in more of a stress fight versus flight state more regularly than not as in you know generally speaking cortisol levels are higher adrenaline levels are higher which is just in the context of what we're talking about counterproductive for long-term health, we know that if we sit in a high cortisol and a high adrenaline state for a sustained period of time, um, for lack of a better term, the body starts to deteriorate to a degree. Um, whereas we know that if we can find healthy means to simulate those four hormones that I meet, that I met, that I mentioned before, generally moods, better moods, more consistent, all of our major cardiovascular disease risk markers improve significantly. Um, which is really important. Yeah. So,
0: so one question I want to ask now, um, so if we're just talking to like the general person that's um, feeling like a little bit sluggish all the time and you know, they are worried about their overall health, they feel like their mood's up and down all the time, they're wanting to try and improve, I guess on a daily, what is just like three simple steps that you could recommend to someone to make the small changes to start feeling overall better in like life? So yep. obviously staying hydrated is I guess number one. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say if I uh, job slide, keep it really simple get your hydration marker right Mm -hmm. do your best to go to bed at the same time every single night to cut to create some kind of a a sleeping habit you may not get the hours the hours every single time based on whatever goes on in life but if you can create a consistent cycle then you're much better you're much better chance of getting the benefits that we spoke about before about enhanced recovery better appetite regulation and everything like that uh and number three um i would say probably the number the third thing i'd suggest is uh do your best to avoid as much takeaway as you can yeah just preparing whatever your food. whatever that whatever that looks like do your best to avoid as much takeaway as you yeah. can i think those three markers are, would have the most immediate increase and then number four if you were to get those strings right would be have a look at what you're doing from a movement perspective how do you move your body regularly because mm. movement is the movement is an antidote to a lot of problems that people face
0: yeah
1: for sure so that'd be my four
0: so is there anything else that you wanted to add before we start wrapping things up?
1: No, man, I think that covers it really well. I think the if there's anyone out there that uh, is wondering what to do next, feel free to, to message us, we're happy to help. But um, yeah, I think it's just important that people start to think, you know, if, if you are at a bit of a juncture with your health and you're trying to figure out what's next, um, you know, health doesn't, as I said before, the big thing to remember is health isn't necessarily a here and now thing, but how does what you're doing now where does that take you in 10 years what does that mean for you in 20 years like it's a it's a bigger conversation around yeah. quality of life and uh it's a really important conversation I yeah
0: think. and if you feel like you are struggling definitely reach out
1: yeah 100 you know we're in brisbane if anyone in brisbane or was here to help
0: yeah um so i did mention it at the start of the episode but did you just want to um mention the name of your company again yeah
1: so uh we're inspire health services we're an allied health uh business based in brisbane we have three locations at albion west end and newmarket uh give or take we have about 50 practitioners at the moment uh, working across physiotherapy exercise physiology exercise science dietetics and then massage as well
0: all right, Zach, so before we do wrap things up again, I'm just going to ask you three quick rapid-fire questions that I ask everyone. Yeah, go on. So, number one, if you woke up tomorrow with no fear, what would you do first?
1: Oh, good question. What would I do first with no fear? I'd probably go skydiving or something. I'm not the biggest fan of, fan of heights. Like, I, don't, I, yeah. wouldn't say, I don't know if I'm afraid of heights, but I definitely don't love it. I'd probably do something like that because... I figure it wouldn't take me the rest of the day just to figure out how to come back to earth again. So, maybe something like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll go that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What advice would you give to your five-year-old self?
1: To my five-year-old self? Everything takes longer than you think it's going to take, but it'll be worth it if it's the right thing.
0: Mm, Love that. Do you work to play or play to work? Do
1: I work to play... If you asked me this for, how old am I now, 33? So if you would have asked me this six years ago, I would have said I definitely work to play. Um, I suppose I kind of do still work to play. The difference is I'm just playing with a 15-month-old toddler um, instead of playing with Brisbane City every weekend, (laughs) for lack lack of a better term. So I suppose suppose that's where I'm at with that question, I reckon.
0: Yep. All right. All right, guys, so if you aren't already following Let's Talk Traders on Instagram, please go through and give us a follow, and I love communicating with you guys all, so please please leave a rating and review as well. Also, a big shout-out to Trade Heroes because Trade Heroes have been kind enough to sponsor this podcast, so every episode that I do is being supported by Trade Heroes. Whether you're looking to hire a skilled tradie or get services out there, Trade Heroes is your go-to. Cheers for powering up Perth's tradie scene. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Tradies. Um, Thank you so much, Zach, for joining me on today's episode. Thank you. And I hope that everyone really got as much as they can through it. And I'm going to be popping all of his um, links in the show notes as well. Perfect. Thanks, mate. Thank you.